All right. What's up, everybody? Coming from Facebook Live and Instagram Live. <clears throat> I don't know how the sound quality is coming out on Facebook, but first time ever using a uh, um, high-quality microphone, so we'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> You're probably going to hear a lot of stuff on this microphone, like, because uh, I have the headphones on, I can definitely hear... What's up, Mega? I can definitely hear my, like, different things kind of echoing. So I'm trying to figure out, uh, give me a sec. I'm just trying to figure out, like, the settings on this real quick. First time ever using this high-quality mic, by the way. You're probably going to hear the chair squeak. You might hear, you might hear the person next door shutting doors or something, but screw it, man. I'll, I'll figure it out as we go. So, all right. So, <clears throat> today we're going to be, we're going to be talking about, um, I'm going to update you guys on some stuff in my life. And then we're going to get into two topics. The first topic is going to be why I have uh, – I probably, I probably messed this up. It should be why why you should have faith. I put why have faith. I guess it doesn't matter. Why have faith. The second one's going to be uh, people are going to stop you. All right? And then we'll talk about done deal investments. And then uh, we'll, we'll do – you know, I'll exit out. So <clears throat> for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn with Done Deal Investments, where the deal is already done. Now – what you're on right now is called goals and updates. And the reason I created goals and updates was so that I could, um, I could talk about topics that were really hard topics. What's up, Connor? Um, if you're on Instagram, I, I recommend going onto my Facebook. What's up, Sterling? Recommend going onto the Facebook. You're probably going to have better uh, sound quality. So eventually I'm going to turn these into a podcast, by the way, the goals and updates. So... <clears throat> Uh, real quick. So the reason I started goals and updates was just to talk about hard topics that a lot of people don't, you know, probably don't want to put their, put themselves up and talk about. And, um, nice man, you're eating. Good for you, man. I just ate too. I just got off work and I'm still working and I ate, but, um, but yeah, so I made the goals and updates really. So I could talk about topics that a lot of people probably don't want to a lot of people don't want to put themselves up and talk about, and it's something that needs to be talked about um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of average people. There, there really is. There's a, there is extremely average, and uh, at least in the United States culture, I don't know about like outside the United States, but inside the United States, everyone just wants to work the nine to five, and then they complain all the way through the nine to five, and then they don't try to go and improve themselves. So what happened was I ended up changing my mindset. I ended up listening to uh, a couple mentors or a couple um, influencers, and I ended up starting to change my mindset very, very slowly until I got to a point where like things around me didn't affect me as much in the sense of holding me back. Like The average person would easily get a setback from it, and I ended up pursuing it and pushing through it and... Um, you know, obviously like I'm still living, like I'm only 23 years old, so I'm, I'm still living. There's still a lot of stuff going on in my life and it'll continue to grow and I'll have to continue to get through those challenges. But, um, what I realized is like when I started talking to different people and I started kind of bringing up, I started bringing up, um, sorry, I was reading these comments. Once I started bringing these topics up and started to talk to different people, I realized that even though I thought I couldn't change these people's perspectives, I realized that once you started to actually talk to them and they started to listen to you, they they slowly started to like change the way they were thinking or the way they saw life in a in a different perspective. And I started to think to myself, well, if I could change one person's mind and and you know, try to make it more of a dis like a more discussion based type topics and and have people talk about the topic, I could eventually change, um, you know, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe even millions of people's mindset into being more positive than negative. Because negativity is really, we're all, we're all built for negativity. Like your mindset is already probably negative right now listening to this type of like live stream or podcast. And you know, you got to change that. You, you have to, you have to change a lot of things. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't change your mindset in a day. You don't change your mindset really in a week. It normally takes a long time for that to happen. Um, I'm guessing you like philosophy. Um, yeah, yeah, philosophy is pretty cool. Um, I've never really, uh, personally, I've never really dove deep into philosophy, but people call me a philosopher, uh, just because of the way I like, I, I phrase things or the way I, um, I guess talk 
Um, cause I'll do like, I'll do like little, um, like if someone has like an issue, I'll say, I'll, I'll quote someone or I'll quote like a phrase. And then my one friend always calls me like, like Tyler, the philosopher. So I, I could, I could see why like philosophy would probably be in my niche. Um, and I, I, honestly, you probably just invoked me to go and buy a philosophy book from someone, uh, humanities. No, I haven't taken philosophy or humanities at BC before I've taken psychology Psychology is probably the uh, probably the closest thing I've taken at BC. That, uh, but I don't know if that's really like philosophy. Psychology is more of like how people think and and why they think a certain way. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, but on yeah, so yeah, I should probably definitely look into philosophy. But I haven't honestly looked into philosophy. But um, the people that I probably actually study probably are like probably you probably more into philosophy. To be honest, but anyways. Um, so yeah, so that's really why I started the goals and updates it was really just to, to put a different perspective into people's minds and just, you know, overall, just to change people's negativity into more positive thinking. And uh, when I started talking to different people and I started bringing that to light, people were like, damn, I never really thought about it that way. So then that's when I, I started thinking if I could touch one or two people and get them to see things a little bit differently and, and to have more of a positive mindset or an attitude towards something rather than negative, um, I, I could probably change a lot more people uh, just because I'm very visual and I kind of understand. What's up, Travis? Uh, I understand that, you know, it. We all, we all tend to think negative and it's the way you look at different things. Now, real quick, I have some updates on my life uh, just so you guys know that I'm applying this to my own life. I just started a job over at uh, Cross Country Home Services and today was my second day. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. It, it's, it's all warranties. It's all claims. So it's all customer service based, uh, basically stuff. And what you have to do is they'll send you claims and you have to forward it to other people. And there's, there's tons of different things you have to do in it. And they use like, like five or four different programs that are kind of, it was it, at first, the first day I was really overwhelmed to be hundred percent honest with you. And I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, like, I, but I have a positive mindset. So I ease like the normal person who went into that job and they probably would have said, screw this. I don't want to do this. Like there's, there's no way I'm going to learn all this stuff. I went into the job thinking to myself that, you know, I'm going to get it. Like, I'm like, all right, it, it's only my first day, second day today. And you know, it's just going to, it's going to take me some time to get used to the programs and the software. And um, it's like anything, like if you, if you started a sport, if you started school for the first time, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know everything. Like you, everyone uses different software. Everyone uses different, um, you know, elements of how they're going to solve different problems. So you have to understand, like, you're going to get it eventually. It just takes time, practice and effort. And that's what I started realizing was, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it. Uh, today's day two of working there. And I realized really fast that like the, the one girl that was training me, let me do a lot of, uh, the claims. And then she would like be over my shoulder and tell me what I was doing wrong. And it, it helped a lot. Cause I, I started to realize like, okay, I know, I know how to do this. I got to the next, the next problem. I'm like, All right, I can solve this problem. I could probably solve that problem and went to the next problem. But, um, you know, I'm only in day two, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's kind of going to get easier, but it's also going to, you know, once you get into something, you, you tend to get more challenges. So I'm actually, I'm actually happy. I'm at a job that's going to challenge me. I was at the last job I was at was at, uh, I was in a marketing department and the marketing department, it wasn't, it wasn't really challenging. Like there was points, there was points where they wanted me to do different things, which I, I knew that I didn't know how to do it. But, um, after a while it kind of capped out. Good for you. Thanks. Thanks Sterling, man. Hey man, what are you up to these days? You still working? I don't think you're working at Publix anymore, right? Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so, um, lost my turn a lot, but yeah. So anyways, I was working on a marketing department and then I kind of like capped out my abilities. They kind of like, they kind of put me on. Oh, you're still up. Yeah, that's cool, man. Nice. But, um, but yeah, so they kind of capped me out at a certain point And then I was kind of like, I was like, all right, like I'm not really learning anything anymore. It's kind of just like, you know, constantly going to the same thing. And like, there was no progressive level. Like I couldn't really move up to any other positions. I was kind of capped. What's up, Kylie? was capped out and I was like, all right, I need to go somewhere else where it's more challenging. So that's why, you know, the opportunity presented itself and I ended up going from part-time to full-time. 
And I ended up going to, uh, like I said, cross-country home services. So that's all customer service. And then I, what I'm trying to do is like eventually just move up move up into levels and eventually get to either like marketing or sales. Like I, I got to eventually put myself into a sales position, but um, you know, I might, I guess maybe start in marketing and then work into sales or I don't know, whatever, whatever opportunity presents itself first in that company. But what I'm trying to show you is that um, every single year I'm trying to progress. All right. So I've been with that marketing department with Broward college for two years and I re and then an opportunity presented itself where I could go somewhere else and push myself. Like I've been working the last two days, uh, I, you know. And now it's full time, so now like you can go thirty plus. I was capped out at twenty seven and a half hours at Broward College, right? So I'm 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 increasing my workload by like probably like three times. Like I mean, she she has me on there. I think working like fifty hours a week, uh, maybe close to sixty. I'm pretty sure it's like around fifty ish, but. The, the point that I'm trying to make to you guys is that I'm pushing myself to get into a different position and to just keep progressing. And that's, and that's really, that's, that's what life is. Whatever you're doing, whether it's a job, whether it's, you know, you're going out and you're, and you're trying to get to that next level in sports, whether you're trying to, thanks Kylie. Uh, I appreciate that comment. But, um, but yeah, so what you're really trying to do is just keep progressing. Like there's, there's a quote that I, that I live by. Like I recently heard it about a year ago and it was, if you have, if every single year you didn't progress, like if you reflected back, like let's say, all right, so we, we just got into uh, 2019, right? We're in February, so we're in 2019. If you didn't look back on 2018 on yourself and go, damn, like I, I definitely progressed as a human being. I definitely have, I, I've definitely moved forward in progression with myself, like self-improvement, then you did a good job uh, 2018, all right? But if you're looking back on 2018, because now we're in 2019, and, and you're telling yourself, like, I didn't really do much, like, I definitely could have done a lot more, you, you fucked up. You 110 fucked up, and, like, you got to, like, you got to go into 2019 into the sense of, um, I'm, I'm going to kill it. Like, you're, you got to kill 2019, so when you get to 2020, you can look back on 2019 and be like, God damn, I, I, I executed all my goals. I did everything to, to a full high expectation of myself. And I proceeded way past the limits that I thought I could push myself for 2019. That's what you should be telling yourself. And that's what you should be doing every single year. So, you know, these people that go out and they party and they, they celebrate, it's, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a brand new year. All right. And, and they're not looking at the progression. They're, they're fucking up hard, like hard. Like they're not, they're not looking at it in the right way. All right. By the way, I never, I never liked New Year's. All right. I didn't like New Year's as a holiday until recently when I started doing self-improvements where I started going, damn, like I need to start, I need to start looking at it as like a report for myself every single year. All right. And, um, so, so you should be looking at New Year's in a whole different way, a whole different perspective, not the average person where they're like, Oh, it's that time of year where I can go out and get, and get shit faced and I can go and, uh, and get a kiss from some random person and, and, and party all, all day up in, you know, late as hell. That's not what you should be looking at New Year's as. You should be trying to celebrate. Like, you can drink. I don't care if you drink. That's not what I'm trying to say. But you you just have to look back on the year and, and keep telling yourself, like, all right, like, I did great or I didn't do great. And then you have to keep on improving yourself. Most people don't do that. Most people just reflect and go, okay, like I did good or bad. And they don't try the, the next year that they're in, the current year, to fix that last year that they had. All right? So they're not pushing themselves to their limits. Um, what's the other thing I was going to tell you? So that's work, school. I'll do school and then I'm going to go into the two topics. So right now with school, I'm in accounting one. And I'm about to finish that. I took my second my second test uh, last, um, last Tuesday. I'm going to have, I think, about two, two months left, two and a half months. And then I'm done with that class. I have a two year degree. All right. And like the reason I'm telling you guys all this is not to be like, yo, look at me, look at me. The reason I'm telling you guys this is because I, I was a kid that didn't, didn't want to go to college. All right. I, you know, I still don't, be, I don't really believe in college to be hundred percent honest with you. I, I really don't. I, I think it's, I think it's really just money. All right. Um, that's a whole, that's probably a whole different conversation to talk about, but I, I honestly truly, truly believe, and this is where a lot of people will probably fight me on this one. I, I don't, I don't think college is what people really think it is unless you're going for a particular field of work. 
all right? Meaning like you're going to like, you're going to do something with like uh, the hospital or um, you, you, like something where it's um, like you're going to work on cars and it has to be hands-on. So it has to be like a trade school type type thing. But for business, like it's the biggest scam for businesses, uh, for people that want to start a business, uh, for anyone that wants to do something related to business. And um, I, I, you know, I, I personally, you know, I, I appreciate the reason I actually got a two year degree, by the way, is not to not to um, go and get a job. It was to prove to myself that I could do it because a lot of people a lot of people doubted me that I'd even get to go to college or I'd even get to um, even gra even graduate with a degree, to be 100 percent honest with you. I went into high school and barely had a 2.0. All right. I barely had a 2.0. And when I went to Broward College to, to admissions to register, they even told me they, they, they said, um, you know, I really hope you're going to get your shit together because like if you're going to do this in college, there's no way you're going to survive and they'll drop you like like you won't be able to you won't survive in college. So I, I told myself, you know, I was going to I was going to snap out of it and I was going to try to do well. And at that time, I kind of fell for the I kind of fell for the the whole parents thing because your parents obviously want the best for you and your parents are going to say, you know, go to college, go get a degree. And I fell in, I fell into that trap because, um, they convinced me that I needed to go to college in order to, to succeed in life. And so, you know, I got a, I got a two year degree with, by the way, zero, zero debt. Most people go into college and they come out with debt, zero debt. Now, of course it's a two year degree. So it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a four year degree where like you're getting hammered with money. I, you know, I got some, I got some, uh, grants, on the way, some scholarships, uh, which just, you know, I was in the right place, right time. And, and it worked out for the best. I ended up staying home. I didn't go to these crazy, crazy colleges that everyone's trying to go to, uh, like FSU, UCF. Um, you know, I stayed local. Some people even traveled to like Alabama or, you know, they tried to get into these crazy, crazy schools. And it's dude, it's, it's, you got to think of it as a brand, yo, it's a brand. All it is, is, is like Nike to Adidas. Nike, everyone thinks is better than Adidas, but in the end, it's probably the same exact material. It's probably the same exact, they do the exam or the same exact thing. It's just, obviously you're going to pick Nike over Adidas because Nike is a well, a more well established brand than Adidas, right? That's the only difference. I promise you, you might get a better education, um, in the sense of, uh, depending on what you're going to college for, right? Cause certain colleges are more specialized in um, different things. So like Broward College is more for nursing, like they have a great nursing program. Um, anything with like medical, Broward College is highly recommended down here in um, South Florida, all right? Now, the other thing you wanna keep in mind too is how much does the school cost? Because that's what you're not doing and that's where people fuck up all the time. People go into it going, all right, I'm gonna go to the best school I possibly can and then they come out with those those government loans, all right? Student loans, which are which are ninety percent government loans, and those are the worst loans you could possibly get. Is the government loans, all right? The worst debt you could possibly get, all right? Um. So yeah. So anyways, let me update you real quick so we get to these topics. But what I'm gonna do is I gotta stay with. I have an idea where, because I wasn't gonna go for a bachelor's, all right. Um, I wasn't gonna go for a bachelor's cause I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not trying to go and pay more money. I'm not going to try and, 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 you know, screw myself on time. But what ended up happening was I, you know, I got this, I got this job with this company. And if you're with the company for about a year, they'll help you with tuition and see, and, and then people, you know, this is where we'll disagree again. Cause people will be like, well, you just said you don't believe in college, but you're going to go and get this bachelor's. Yeah, but I'm trying to do it a different way, not the same way as you. You're just trying to rush in to get the degree, and you're not you're not worried about the debt and the time, all right? So I'm going to take the year off after this class, and once I have the year locked down from this job, I'm going to then try to go for a bachelor's and try to get some financial help. So I'm not going to screw myself in, into massive debt. Another thing I'm going to do too is I'm not going to go to a fancy, fancy, fancy school because it's just paper, man. Like I'm telling you, they really don't care unless it's from like Harvard or some crazy school, which like only like you got to have connections to get into and you got to be the best student in the world to get into. 
um, it's 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 no different, man. Like you're just wasting money on like on on basically the brand itself. It's just paper. It's all it is, man. It's paper, man. That's all it is. There's a paper saying that you did the courses and you and you hit the requirements and they gave you the they gave they printed this piece of paper with their logo on it. That's all it is. That's all it is, man. Um, but anyways, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take off a year. But the other crazy thing, which you didn't know, a little side attack here, is uh, I'm not just taking a year off and not doing anything. I have the Done Deal Investments LLC business that I'm working on pretty hard, and. I'm going to be working on online courses for different things to, to offer more products and services with done deal investments. So I'm going to go and get a real estate's license. I'm going to go and do, um, I'm going to go get certified and do some online courses for, uh, home inspections so I can get, you know, a better understanding of like of the homes and, and, and keep on adding elements onto done deal investments where we can offer you more services and products. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more research on like different elements that I can add on to done deal investments. So um, I'm not, I'm not just skipping out a year on school and, and not having a plan in place. All right. My, you know, a lot of my goals have changed because I got this new job and I'm going to have to adapt to this new job and this new job is full time. So it's going to take up like probably like 80, 75% of my time. All right. I have the goals and updates podcast. I'm working on something else with um, a guy named Daniel who I do Toastmasters with. And that guy is amazing. I got another mic here. So we're going to try to set up this. Uh, I don't, I don't know all the details on that yet. We got to sit down and we got to, we got to talk about, um, it's probably gonna be the same idea as goals and updates. It's going to have, we're going to have like two topics that we're going to talk about, but it's going to be a little bit more engaging than the goals and updates. All right. The goals and updates, I'm going to flip into probably something a little bit different. And I'm going to start getting interviews on here. I'm going to start um, sitting some people down and, and, and having them discuss their dreams and goals and desires. And it's going to be a little bit more engaging than me just coming on here and talking about two topics. All right. And the thing with Daniel is I really want to do it where it's just like me and him hosting it. And and we're just going to, it's going to be, he he's a, he's a great motivational speaker. So I, you know, I joined Toastmasters because I want to do, I want to be a, a influencer or a motivational speaker where I'm speaking in front of massive audiences and I'm, and I'm trying to promote positivity and get them to, um, you know, follow their dreams basically and, and get them more motivated in life to go and pursue those dreams that the average person wouldn't even dare to go and pursue. So, you know, I'll give you more information once I have all that. Um, I think that's basically everything with school. Now, we're going to talk about these two topics. Now we have why have faith and people are going to stop you. Now the first topic, you know, this is going to be like probably like one of those topics where like people, you know, people are going to be like really touchy on. But the reason I, I chose this topic, why have faith is for, you know, a couple different reasons. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of side note before I go into to deep on, on why I, I have faith and why I believe faith is, is a big factor in, in, changing your mindset because I, I I truly believe like if I could pick a couple of things that you really would need I'm telling you I think it would be faith now real quick I'm gonna give you a little side a little side note on why I figured this why I figured it out all right because I've had faith since I was young my parents brought me up Catholic I've always had faith now the reason I'm talking about this is I recently went to a 10x growth conference all right there's a couple different things I'm gonna tell you I went to a 10x the 10x growth conference from Grant Cardone, who hosted it, and he had Stephen Harvey, or I mean Steve Harvey, uh, Jesse Itzler, Sarah Blakely, uh, Max John, um, John Maxwell. I got that a little dyslexia kicked in. Uh, what else? A bunch of other speakers. Damon John. All right, a bunch of other speakers. I, I didn't I didn't know a couple other people that were there, but there's massive, big, heavy hitter um, speakers. All right. And each one of them talked, even though they didn't really, they didn't really, some of them didn't come out and say they had faith. All of them, I'm telling you, every single speaker that went up on that stage talked about God. And it's not like they were coming up as a priest and they were talking about God. They would say different things and mention God. All right. They'd say, um, in order for me to get here, I couldn't have done it without God. If I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have done this without God. If I didn't have faith, I wouldn't be able to do this. X, Y, and Z. Excuse me. X, Y, and Z, right? 
and I, and I, what I noticed was it was every single speaker that went up there. All right. And even when I listened, because I listened to motivational speeches every single morning, I listened one this morning and on the drive back from work. All right. And heavy traffic. I listened to motivational speakers. All right. Anything that's going to motivate me to take it to that next step. When some, when someone tells me no, or someone tells me I can't do that, that motivational knowledge that I get from these speakers or influencers is going to knock that out and I'm going to go do it. All right. That's why it's important. So what I realized, and I told my friend, uh, you know, I took my friend to the 10 X growth conference, Eric, and I told them, Hey man, did you notice? All right. Did you notice what every single speaker had in common? And he said, no, I don't know. What are you talking about? And I said, it's faith, man. They all believe in God. They believe in some type of God. Now, I can't prove to you that it's all the same God that they believe in, which it doesn't matter, all right? I also have a theory on that one too, um, but I'm going to tell you the theory. But um, it doesn't matter about what religion you're in. It, what really matters is that you have faith in something, in something bigger than yourself, all right? Now, let that sink in for a second because if you don't have anything that's bigger than yourself, you have nothing that you can you that, that can guide you when things get completely out of hand or out of reality touch base, all right? There, there's nothing that you can turn to, all right, where let's say your, your parents die or you're diagnosed with cancer, which is very common, or you have some kind of health problem where the doctors told you that, you know, you're going to have either you're going to fight like hell or you're going to have... Um, you're going to have about three months or five months to live, all right? If you don't have faith that there's something bigger than yourself, you're, you're not going to overcome that. There, there's no way because they're going to tell you that and you're just going to automatically assume the worst and that there's no hope for you. And that's why I believe faith is, is extremely important. Now, the other things I was going to give you too um, to back this claim up was uh, – what I noticed, and this is what Steve Harvey said, which you guys can actually purchase this if you really want the three-day 10x growth conference with the uh, what's up, Casey, with the with the um, speakers. Like Grant Cardone sells it right now. I think you can pre-order for like a hundred bucks. What's up, Ashley? Uh, yeah, you can pre-order this for like a hundred bucks, and he'll talk about it. But what Steve Harvey actually talks about in one of his speeches is that every single motivational speaker basically talks about and preaches. Um, some type of scripture that's coming from a, di a different type of faith, right? So, or like the Bible or something, right? But what they do is they put it in their own words and that's what they're preaching. They're preaching, you know, the scriptures from religion basically. And, you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, it's, it, it, it really does, you know, and then I started to really think to myself and he planted the seed in my mind of, you know, he's actually right. If you take anything that you hear from an influencer or a motivational speaker, it comes back to um, some type of like faith or a belief in, in some type of God, right? The other thing I realized too is, you know, I had, so he planted this seed in my head. I ended up going to Toastmasters, all right? For anyone that doesn't know what Toastmasters is, it's just like public speaking. And what ended up happening was um, the guy that I was talking to about, Daniel, that I'm going to do a podcast with is um he go he told me the same exact thing he sat down with me i didn't even i didn't i didn't tell him anything he just sat down with me and and he said um i don't know if you're religious but he's like do you know what every motivational speaker actually really does and i and i and i you know i told him i was catholic or whatever but he goes they all they all preach like they're all they're all they're all preaching the scriptures like that's what they're that's what that's what they're referring to in their own words and and i and i was kind of blown away by that because it it kind of confirmed it. It kind of confirmed it right when he told me that because it's just random. I didn't speak to him about 10X Growth Conference. I think we talked about a motivational speaker, um, but he's the one that brought it up to me. I didn't even mention it to him. And I said, you know, it's really ironic because I, I said like two weeks ago when I went to the 10X Growth Conference, the guy Steve Harvey talked about that. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. All right. And I don't think that's coincidence, by the way. I don't, I don't, I always go by what enters my mind instantly. So like uh, I recently reached out to uh, um, a friend that uh, something happened to him and he popped in my head and I reached out to him. So I do things spontaneously when they, they come into my head only for the fact that uh, I, I don't believe anything's like a coincidence. 
I actually truly believe things are happening in your favor. You just got to acknowledge it. You got to go out there and, and you got to start realizing that. So when he told me that, I just confirmed it. I was like, all right, that's that's someone high above that's telling me that. There's there's someone there. What's up, um, what's up, Lisa Joe? So yeah, so I, I realized that it was it wasn't a coincidence if two people are telling me that directly, right? There's gotta there's gotta be a, a reason why I'm hearing this twice in a row. And I realized that, you know, it's probably because it's true. It's it's probably because you know, it's that they're preaching the scriptures. And that's what a lot of these motivational speakers are doing. They're what's up, Jake? They're they're doing these um they're they're just reading off scriptures, but they're putting in their own words and they're relating it to their own present time. Now, the reason I actually really wanted to talk about this topic was, you know, I've dated I've dated people. I, I'm actually friends with some people that don't have a religion and they call you know, they call themselves atheists. And the only reason I'm actually bringing this up is because um, my, my recent ex-girlfriend was completely atheist, right? She didn't believe in any, any faith. And what ended up happening was the more I strengthened my faith, right? And like I said, it doesn't have to be any religion. Like, it, like you, you just want a faith. You want to, you, want, you want to believe in something bigger than yourself. That's how you progress. But I realized as I started to self-improve myself, she, she was stuck because her beliefs limited her. All right. Her beliefs on everything limited her because she didn't believe there was a higher power above her. She didn't believe that she could progress to a crazy position where she only dreamed was possible. All right. So every single time I told her something, she immediately denied it. Meaning like if I came to her and I was like, you know, um, I want to open up a business and I want to get it to this. I want to get it to this part or that, you know, I have a dream or a vision that I want to get it to a certain place. She would instantly deny me and tell me like, oh, that's impossible. You can't do that. But, the, but it's not impossible. The reason why she's telling me it's impossible is because she can't, she can't see something that's bigger than herself. Uh, what's up, mom? Uh, so, so that's, that's a big reason. My, my other, the other ex-girlfriend that I had was really, she had faith, but she didn't really go to, she didn't go to church. Like, I think she, you know, you could tell she believed in something, but she didn't have strong enough faith where she could get through through problems. The other thing I want to tell you real quick, kind of jumping around because things are popping in my head as I'm talking about this, but um, the 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 reason that I um, the thing that entered my mind was you got to think about this for a second, and I'm gonna get you into deep thinking real quick. You got to really think about this for a second, all right? Why do you think people that go to jail or prison right? People that go to prison or jail, why do you think they find God in prison or jail or they, they pick up a Bible or they find some kind of faith um, or, you know, yeah, really faith in something else? Why do you think that is? Why do you think when people die, when they're dying, they're about to, they're about to hit their last breath on earth, they, go to, they normally go to a faith? Why do you think that is? Think about that for a second. It's because when there's nothing left, when there's no hope, when humanity is, is in the shitter, when uh, you, you literally have nothing left to live for, you normally turn to something that's a little bit bigger than yourself to give yourself hope. That's what it comes down to, all right? That's why when, when people go to prison and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're basically on their last leg, they're like, all right, like... I'm in here for 15, 20 years to life. And they're like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to look at four walls, eat crappy food, and get through this. They normally go to faith because there's nothing left. There's no hope for them. They need something that's bigger than themselves, all right? And I thought about this for a while because I never understood this. You see it all the time in movies. You see it um, You see it all the time with uh, if you ever watch like, um, uh, like any like prison type stuff. Uh, it's always referenced like that's the culture of like prison like uh, you know like Bibles and stuff like that or they're reading they're reading different like types of uh, scriptures and 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 gospels and stuff like that um, a lot of people ask when they're about to die they want to be blessed right because then it comes down to uh, you know like then they're about to die so they're like all right like like I'm you know I'm, I don't want to go to hell I want to go to heaven right 
Well, you find out is most people towards the end when there's no hope, they, they try to find something, and the only thing they can possibly gravitate to is faith. They need to have faith in order to get past that 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 limit of like unbel like that's something something where like it, it almost feels impossible. Like they need something to get them to believe that it's possible to get through. All right. That's why like I truly feel like faith is a big part of uh, having a positive mindset because when everything goes to shit, uh, you know, politics, the only reason I get through a lot of stuff is because I believe there, I believe I have faith. I believe in something bigger than myself. So, you know, like politics is a big one too, because, you know, maybe you get a president, you don't, you believe like he's doing a terrible fucking job and, and you're, and you're like, damn, like I can't, I like, I, like I, I have no control over that. So like, what do I do? Right. But if you have faith, you'll get through it. You know, that, that's honestly like my, my biggest thing is the faith thing. But um, I'm trying to think if I can give you any any other uh, you know tips on that one. Um, faith is not easy. I'll tell you that 110. Uh, percent Sometimes you get into positions where you're like, I, you know, like I, you know, you question yourself. You you really do. Like it took me a while. Like I started off young, so it's really easy for me to to talk to you guys about faith. Uh, most people would probably be really uncomfortable talking about it. Um, in front in front of random people that are probably going to join a live stream. But the reason I'm so comfortable with it is because like I was brought into, uh, you know, I was brought into the Catholic religion, uh, you know, really young. Like I was baptized, like, you know, extremely young. And I went to like, uh, I went to Bible, um, not Bible study. It's uh, CCD where they teach you about, you know, like Jesus Christ and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, you know, I started losing a little bit of faith when I started getting a little bit older. So maybe around like, uh, I don't know, maybe towards the end of middle school, like after eighth grade. And then I got into high school and like, you question a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can't really, it can't really be proven. Like you got to have faith. That's why they call it faith. You have to, you have to be able to, to believe in it enough to push through all the, the setbacks from it. Cause you do get setbacks. Cause like sometimes, you know, you're trying to think of something and you're like, damn, like, you know, if this was really real, how would this happen? Right? Like people getting killed all the time or, you know, the news or, you know, something negative on the news. You're like, damn, how, like if there's really a higher power. Like why do they let this happen or something? Right? So you, you gotta have like really strong faith. And like, honestly, in like my, my opinion, like faith is the glue. All right. When, when everything goes to shit, you got to turn to something that's bigger than yourself. And I'm just going to keep repeating that. But, that's why I really believe that faith is important. Now we'll talk about the second one, which is uh, people are going to stop you. Now I just had something recently happen to me, which I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a pretty good example of this one. I didn't give you. I didn't really give you an example of the faith one, but faith is kind of hard. You can't. Faith is hard for an example because like you can't really prove faith. You have to have faith, so it's kind of hard. But with this one, I can give you a lot of examples. So. And you're, and like, I'm telling you, like when you change your mindset, everyone's so negative and everyone, and they, people don't even realize that they're negative or people don't even realize that, uh, uh, they're holding you back in a sense when they, when they tell you things that are like, uh, like that change your mindset to negativity, they, they don't realize it because they're so stuck in it. So what happened, what happens is once you get to a point where you're, where you're like me in a sense, where you're like, all right, I'm going to do a lot of self-improvement. You're going to realize that people are going to question it people are going to slowly start to try to stop you and they're not going to realize it. They're just going to question a lot of things, which is going to psychologically make you think to yourself like, all right, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. All right. The example that I can give you is I, uh, this happened to me like uh, four or five days ago. All right. I ended up investing money. Okay. With, um, with Grant Cardone's uh, new, it's not really new. The reason I say it's new is because he, he opened it up to non-accredited uh, investors. So for anyone that doesn't know Grant Cardone, he he really loves multifamily um, like units. Give me one sec. So he really likes, give me one second. I just got to get a drink of water. Hang on. So for anyone that doesn't know, he, likes he, he doesn't believe in stocks, all right? He believes in multifamily for a bunch of different reasons, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into all the different reasons because it's a lot. But what ended up happening was I don't, you know, I, I don't really like stocks. So I told, you know, I started in, you know, investigating in the multifamily to see, you know, what's going on with that and stuff. And what I ended up doing was taking my money out of stocks 
And he recently, with the, the company that he built, uh, he's been doing it for a while with accredited. Accredited just means like you have a lot of money and like um, you have like a certain net worth and stuff where you can put in a decent amount of money into this fund. What ended up happening was uh, he opened it up to non-accredited investors. So you could you could literally give him five grand. You could go, you know, and it doesn't have to be five grand. I think you got maxed out at about like, I think it was like a million dollars or something like that. But um, what ended up happening was, you know, I, I saw it as an opportunity and I'm like, you know, the stock market's eventually going to crash. Like you can, you, you know, you can, you can argue with me on that one. Eventually it's got to come down. We're on an all, all, all time high right now. Eventually it's going to, it's got to come down eventually. All right. That's how stocks work. They go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. All right. Eventually it's got to come down. So what I told myself was, you know, the money that I invested in the stocks was not my money originally. It's, it was my grandfather's that got passed down to me. And I told myself from the beginning that I have to look at it as it's not my money. Because if I start thinking to myself, it's my money, I'm going like, to probably do stupid stuff with it. All right. So this is, this is where it comes in with the mindset, by the way. All right. So I, I started telling myself, it's not my money. And I have to start, I have to start investing it. All right. So I put it in stocks. I took it out and I invested it with the multifamily, uh, with the, the Cardone Capital, with Grant Cardone, right? What ends up happening is I told my mom that I invested this money with uh, Grant, you know, the, the Cardone Capital company. And then, uh, so like recently I just did this, right? And she came in, she came in and she called me. I was out with a friend or whatever. She calls me and she's, and started questioning a bunch of different things. All right, questions, a bunch of different things. And I like, you know, I started answering questions. I thought she was just asking me to like maybe pass on information to a friend or something. And she starts questioning me hard. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, like she's definitely not questioning me to pass information to someone. She's questioning me because like she probably wants to prove something. She probably wants to prove me wrong on something or like she wants to try to get information to basically like come back at me. And what I ended up realizing was it was true because later on, um, I came home and she was like, you know, Grant Cardone's a scammer. He, uh, he does, he's like a religious, uh, some type of like, I don't even know what she called it. I have never even heard of the word that she called it. And she was trying to say that, uh, he gets a following and then he scams people out of money. And then that's what he does. And then blah, 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 all this stuff. And, um, it, like instantly it made me double take because she was like, you know, that's what he does. That's what I heard he does with the Cardone Capital. And like, he just takes your money and you lose all your money. All right. And that's what she told me. And, and this is, this is what, what is called a naysayer. The, the difference between a naysayer and a hater is a hater is just someone you don't know. And, um, what the hater does is the hater basically just is just hates. It just tries to make you fail and they don't know you. They're just most, most of the time they're just jealous. The naysayer is someone that's really close to you. And then what the naysayer does is they normally say things because they want to protect you and they don't, they don't mean to um, throw you off or anything. What they really do is they're trying to protect you and they feel like it's not a safe play what you're doing that. And I'm sure that's what my, mom, my mom's doing. But the thing that, that got me was like, she made me double take. And so I started to research things. All right. So like for a second, she threw me off because I didn't, I didn't think she was going to tell me that. So she threw me off with what she said. Start researching all this stuff. I couldn't find one thing that, that, that did it. I, there was one guy, but the, the guy, the guy was talking about like, um, you didn't have to go into these big deals. You could start out small and work your way up or whatever. But there was nothing where like anyone was talking about like scamming with Cardone Capital. All right. And like every single re review that I saw was like positive, like, um, there's a lot of positive feedback on it. And I, and I, and I started to th think to myself, um, like, where did she get this information? What, like, why is she doing this? All right. So within like five minutes of searching, I told myself, um, I told myself she's probably just scared because she doesn't, she doesn't think I know what I'm doing. All right. Which is another, which is another big problem with a lot of people is like, you're not going to know everything that you're doing. Like if you want to perfectly mapped out, you want a perfect plan. Like you'll ne like you'll take years before you actually take the steps to go and go through with it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have plans and I'm not saying you should prep. What I'm trying to tell you is that if you're trying to wait for the perfect, uh, the perfect plan or the perfect opportunity, it's never going to happen. 
you'll wait you'll wait your whole entire life until that opportunity presents itself it's it's like a it's like a friend um my one friend used to go i used to be like oh you like that girl go talk to that girl and he's like oh it's not the right time it's not the right moment and i used to be like yo like your opportunity is gonna fade man like it's never gonna be the perfect moment or the perfect opportunity you need to go and attack it you need to go and do it or else the opportunity is gonna be gone right so what I started doing is like, if I didn't, if I wasn't listening to motivational videos every single day and I didn't train my mind to be a certain way, she would have easily discouraged me to go and do something um, and not, and not taking the risk. Or uh, she would have easily persuaded me to be like, oh shit, I gotta get my money back. I gotta do whatever I can. And then there's probably like penalty, there's probably penalty costs and stuff like that. Um, so my point to you is that's why it's really important to, to train your mind to instantly pick up when someone's trying to throw you off course. All right. It's, it's, it's extremely, extremely important. Um, because if I, I'm telling you, if I didn't have the mindset, I easily would, I easily would have second guessed myself and I, and I would have definitely have tried to like rip money back or something and not. And the other thing too, is I probably would have done anything with that money. Cause I probably wouldn't put it back in stocks the money would be sitting around and I probably end up using it and, and I probably would have blew it on stupid shit. So that's the, that's the point is like, I, I like, I know my capacity. I know like what I'm going to do with the money. Like I don't, I don't want the money to sit around. Like instantly when I took the, I was pissed because when I took the money out originally with stocks, um, I was like, it's going to sit in my, in my, uh, my bit in my business account. And I'm like, I, I like, and it's going to sit there for a couple weeks because I have to do the paperwork and I have to get myself approved for them to be able to take the funds out to put it into uh, the, the, um, the fund, the multifamily. So I'm like, shit, yeah, I'm going to be sitting on this money for two weeks. And I'm like, even though like, you know, I'm probably not going to spend it. I just don't want it sitting there. Like I don't, I don't want, I don't want something to go wrong. And like something happens where like the money disappears, like, uh, cause it was in my business account. So anything could happen. Like an expense could have popped up and, and I, you know, and I had to replace the money and, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to just put the money, you know, I want to put the money to work and just get, and get the money out of the account. So I don't spend it. Um, but real quick. So that's, that's one example. I'm going to see if I can give you another quick example. And then I'm going to try to do in 10 minutes, uh, done deal investment. So um, what's the other example I can give you? Okay. The other example I can give you, I'm going to try to go really, really quick. So if, I, if it sounds like I'm speeding up, it's because I'm trying to get through this really quick. The other example I can give you is there was a meeting one time. I've talked about this before in a different, a different episode on the podcast. What ended up happening was, uh, one of the, one of the top, um, I want to say like CEO or, uh, I can't, I can't remember what, like what position he was in, but he was really high up into the department. Um, this is when I was working at Broward college, by the way. And what ended up happening was the one person threw a going away party, all right? And everyone in the room was invited, all right? Everyone that I worked with in that room and, and like multiple other departments, no one wanted to go to this guy's um, leaving, all right? And what ended up happening was, uh, Wendy, what's up? Oh, uh, that's my mom. What's up, mom? I don't know if someone else joined, but anyways, so this guy was leaving. They threw the party. No one wanted to go. And I just stepped up and I said, you know what? I, th I thought to myself, I'm like, I could use this guy as a reference, All right? I could use this guy as a reference down the road. He's well connected. I could probably even meet some of his, um, you know, some of his friends, some of the people that he knows, and he could probably get me in with different connections, all right? And the other thing too is I was like, I kind of, I like the guy. Like the guy didn't do anything wrong to me. They all trash talked him, all right? They all trash talked him. And, and I'm just like, I don't understand why you're trash talking him. Like I can understand maybe if he's not doing his job well, but, um, you know, it's not, it, you know, trash talking in, in at your job, yo, is definitely a no-no because it's going to backfire on you. And, and the more you talk trash about someone else, it just rubs back off on yourself. I'm, just, I'm being bluntly honest with you. It rubs back off on yourself and you don't do well. Now, um, real quick. So um, no one ended up attending this guy's uh, going away party. It ended up being at like a yacht, like a, a crazy, crazy scene in Fort Lauderdale. It was like in this um, crazy uh, yacht got club or restaurant or I've never, I've never even gone there. That's why I can't even really explain like what it was. It was like a yacht club and uh, the yachts would pull up and then it's, it's a, uh, it's a fancy ass restaurant. Right. I ended up going there and, and like everyone in the department, because I left from work to go home to, to grab something to then go to Fort Lauderdale, which by itself was a, a massive drive easily like hour and 20 minutes just going from there home um, from my job home. And then, um, to the Fort Lauderdale place they're having the, the party at. 
Now, when I was doing this, I explained to the one lady that was there, and the one lady tried to physically stop me from going, all right? This is what we call a naysayer, someone that knows you, but they, they don't think... I, I, yeah, she'd probably be more of a naysayer. She's not a hater. She's more of a naysayer. Now, what she was trying to do is she was trying to convince me that it was really stupid and that I wasn't going to meet anyone. There's going to be no networking opportunity. There's going to be nothing there. There's no reason for me to go. And that's why she's going to go home and have her time to herself. All right. So this is what she's telling me. I end up going to the, I end up going to the party. I, and by the way, there's like, it was raining terribly. Like I, I thought I was going to get into accidents. I got home. My mom even told me not to go to the thing. She's like, it's a waste of time. I, I was, I think it was like an hour late. As you know, I was running back and forth, bad weather. Couldn't find the place for like 20 minutes. End up getting in. Um, they offer me a drink, whatever. And I start talking to different people. And he introduces me to a bunch of people. All right. Um, needless to say, end up meeting three different people that were per potentially being able to help me with done deal investments. They actually agreed that what I was doing was a great idea. Um, ended up meeting those people. I ended up getting tickets for when I went down to DC from one of the people. He ended up sending me through, um, through the guys, uh, the guy that I knew, the guy that was leaving, um, through him. And he ended up giving me like special tickets and stuff to like DC. And, uh, the other thing too was, um, I ended up going, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? It's got sidetracked. But um, the other thing I was going to say too was I ended up using him as a reference for the job I just got. So I ended up using him as a reference, which is the whole reason I went anyways. And when I went back, this is the funniest thing. So it was a Friday. I ended up going back to work Monday. We have the weekend and then I go back to work Monday. And I tell the lady and she's and she comes up to me and she's like, yeah, so did you meet any connections? And she's trying to like, she's trying to basically boast because she probably didn't think I got any, any connections. And I was like, yeah, I did. I got this person, this person, this person. And I can use Don now as a reference. And she was, and she was like, Oh, like, and she was like surprised. Um, but no one went by the way, like no one in that department besides the lady that hosted it. And that, that was something where uh, someone was trying to stop me. So that's where that second example comes in for people are going to go to try to stop you basically. Like she literally tried to stop me and like, and this person has done it multiple times when I was working at, at uh, Broward college Every single time I'm like, no, you got to do this. And then you get a connection. You can get a reference. You can do this and build this. She's always like, like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to put in all that work? Like, why would you want to, you know, do, do this? And, and she, and I think she's been in that position for a long time. So that's, that's, you got to be careful of who's telling you what not to do. All right. Because, um, the people that are telling you what not to do are, are the people that are doing it themselves. And they don't even realize that they're, that they're like, basically, uh, killing their own careers or they're, or they're, they're killing their own life. Basically like they're, they're just dwindling down to nothing. So you got to be really careful who's telling you this stuff and who you're listening to. Um, what's the thing? Sorry. Right, so that's people are going to try to stop you. I'm going to try to do done deal investments really quick. I have about like eight, seven minutes. So done deal investments, LLC, uh, where the deal is already done. That company I built and what it's designed to do is it's designed to help distressed sellers or anyone that needs to sell their house extremely fast. Uh, and to what it does is it links the seller with an investor. So that's why it's called where the deal's already done. And it's a three-step process. So this is how it works. So by the way, this works with anyone that has liens, job transfer, um, a divorce, uh, pre-foreclosure, foreclosures. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, you inherited a house from like a loved one that passed away, you just inherited a house. I, I think that's everything. But so how this works is three, three easy, easy, easy steps. So the first step is you have to contact me, whether it's phone, email, uh, excuse me, contact us on the website page. Uh, you can email us. You can go on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and, and just direct message us. Um, I think that's everything right now, but all that information on Facebook is in the, uh, you just hit see more and it's in the comment section for, um, Instagram. Uh, you guys can just basically either go to like my Facebook page or just, or just look us up anywhere. Like we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, email is www.dundealinvestments at outlook.com. Phone number is 954-857-6450. Um, you can even text me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. You can text. I really prefer a phone call. My bad. I didn't mean to hit that. I'm not used to the mic being here. Um, so I, I personally 
think the phone call is way better. It's just going to, I'm just asking you basic questions, but it gets us through the questions a lot faster and any details that you're going to leave out if you're texting me or emailing me um, or direct messaging me. It's just, it's a lot easier to contact over the phone. Now, the, the questions are basic. They're going to give me a basic understanding of what you need exactly, uh, what, you know, what your situation is financially that you have to get out of. And from there, I can work with you. Now, the second step is going to be me setting up an appointment with you and going to your property. And we're going to, uh, what I'm going to do is bring a sheet with me. It's going to give me an estimate cost of like repairs. If you have any repairs, roof damage, mold, um, you got to replace the tile, you got to replace the broken window, anything that's going to be a cost of investor. I'm going to jot down on that, in, um, that estimated cost sheet. The other thing I'm going to do is take five pictures inside your house and five pictures outside. So 10 pictures in total. And what I'm going to do is take those pictures and send with the estimated cost to the investor. So the 10 pictures will go to the investor and um, the estimated cost that it's going to take to put your property into mid condition if they end up taking um, if they end up taking the deal. Now, what's going to happen from here is now we're going to go into uh, step three. So step three is going to be I'm going to go home, do some research. Um, by the way, you guys can ask me any questions throughout this whole entire process. Uh, if you have any questions as we're going through this, this deal or as I'm trying to set up the deal properly. Um, but the third step is I'm going to go home and I'm going to try to run comps on the neighborhood of your property. So wherever you're located in that neighborhood where, I'm, where we're going to try to get this property to the investor and, um, and he's going to try to get sold on the market, I got I to gotta do comps in the neighborhood. So we're going to get an average price, which all we do is run three houses that are the closest to yours. And then um, all, we do, all we're doing is looking to see how much they've sold uh, recently, how many, like how much money they've sold on the market. And what from that, that's going to be our average price. All we're going to do is deduct the costs and then or, or the, you know, how much money it's going to take to, um, to fix your house in mint condition for the investor. And then we're going to negotiate on that, on that price. And once we come to an agreement on that price, we're then going to uh, go and get an investor to be put on the deal. Once everything goes through and, and me and you, the seller, agree on the price, the terms, and the policies, I'll work with you on whatever you need. If you got to stay in that house for another three, uh, three weeks or four weeks to go and find another house, we'll work with you. It's no big deal. Um, so you just tell me what you need and I'll work with you and I'll set up the deal. Now, um, from here, you know, then we're going to go into a contract agreement. So it's going to be an agreement between me and you or whoever the seller is. And it's just going to, you know, it's just all it's doing is saying that, um, like I'm a, I'm a co-signer and that you're the one that's going to, uh, turn the property over to the investor. So then once we get the investor on board and he agrees to everything, we're going to then put him as the, as the, you know, the, the switcher. So he's going to take ownership of the property. We're going to give you the cash that we discussed and negotiated and agreed upon. And then from there, all we're going to do is, um, we're going to, and I can help you too. Like if you need a, if you need a realtor, you need like a home inspector. I got two minutes on this line, but, um, if you need any, any, any resources to get you to another home in, within your budget, I have those contacts. So I could just give you the contacts right now. Um, cause I'm not able to at the moment, uh, get you into, you know, I can't done deal investments can't get you to that next stage yet. So I have resources where you can just use those contacts and they'll help you out. Um, I got a lot of realtors by the way, like realtors are very common nowadays. I have a ton of them. They're great. I have great, um, great contacts for that. Uh, home inspectors I have, um, anything you basically need, you need financing. I have people that could probably get you financing from mortgage or a claim. Um, what else? So yeah, so all that's going to happen is like the investor is obviously going to make money on the deal because he's going to put his own capital into the property and sell it on the market for full uh, full market value. Now you're going to obviously win because you're going to uh, get the cash. You're going to be able to go and financially go and be able to afford something else. And you're not going to be stuck or tied down to that financial burden that, that you have. Uh, done deal investments is going to win because and this is the cool thing too, is like, you're not going to pay us commission. The investor is going to pay us uh, the commission part. They're going to, it's called the finder's fee for putting the deal together and getting him on, getting him on the deal and getting you to basically sign um, and agree upon the deal. And 
um, we'll get a finder's fee on, on that. So the investor will pay us the finder's fee and you, you don't even have to pay us, which is the, the best part of the whole entire deal because you're already in a bad financial situation. You're probably not going to be able to afford um, paying me. So that's where the investor will come into place. Now, uh, I got 15 seconds. So this has been Goals and Updates, uh, episode 56. My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments. Where the deal is already done. Stay tuned. Real quick, stay tuned for um, the next episode, which will be episode 57, which is pretty, is, it really is pretty remarkable, guys. This is the first time ever using uh, like the microphone and the, the stereo equipment. I've never used all that stuff. I don't even know how it really sounds coming out of the other end. I'm going to actually check that out right after this episode. But um, you probably you can probably hear everything. Like my dog right now, like scratching himself. Uh, which is the only bad part. You could just you could, you could probably hear everything, which is pretty crazy to me because before you probably couldn't hear a lot of the stuff. You probably even hear the fan buzzing over there. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna eventually turn this into a podcast. We'll still have like the live the live sessions, but my goal with the goals and updates is really to get it to a point where like it's a it's a professional podcast. Like we have scenery that's great instead of it being in like my room and like my background is my TV and like my wall and the calendar and everything behind me. Um, and eventually we'll get it there. Uh, which I'm really excited because I'm already I've already taken the big step, which is purchasing the microphone equipment. All the other stuff is pretty pretty basic and pretty simple to fix. The microphone stuff was the pain in the butt part because I've never I've never messed with this type of of stuff. So it's it's getting there. I told you I'd get it to a podcast level, and slowly but surely I'm making it work. So um, real quick, uh, I think this you know I think this is it. I, I hope you guys enjoy this. If you liked it, uh, put a like. Put a comment. I'll still get back to you, even though they're late episodes. They'll, they'll notify me, and I'll get back to you, whatever you have questions on. Uh, if you know anyone that really needs help financially with the property, have them reach out to Dundeal Investments, LLC, and I will personally help them out. All right? So, uh, again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dundeal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Uh, reach out to me. Have a great rest of your night. Peace.